and we're live. Welcome back to Concepts and Nonsense, Arizona's number one podcast, live from Westside Phoenix. I'm G. And I am Jose. We are your hosts, and uh, we're here to talk about a specific topic that we had in mind today. And uh, that topic is the topic of uh, everything vintage. Um, we are... Uh, we're very, we're, we're very thankful that uh, G has plenty of knowledge on it and he's willing to share his uh, insights and just kind of more information over uh, the, the, whole, uh, the whole world of vintage um, from clothing to maybe, um, you know, some obscure items, toys, such. I don't know how much you know about that, but I know you know a lot about the uh, vintage clothing side of it. Yeah, so um, I mainly dabble in the clothing side, but as far as toys and odd obscure things um there's definitely a you know there's definitely a group of people Mm -hmm. that do like those uh obscure things as well um you know to add to that like recently we might actually put them up in the in the studio i found a couple um vintage posters from like the 80s one was queen yeah one was queen i remember you showed you showed them to me queen and you two and they're both from the 80s when they were touring abroad, like in Stockholm. Right. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to say how or where I found them, <laughs> um, but I know, but I paid a couple of dollars for each one. And um, like each, each, each of those posters is probably worth like on the low end $500. Wow. Yeah. So there's, you know, people just like random things. And I think there has to, there's something that goes along with nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just collectors. Right. People find random things to collect. Yeah. When uh, when I think about um, like vintage, like vintage clothing or like vintage like toys or whatever, I think there is like a huge nostalgic piece to it. Mm-hmm. And um, but uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what people like or what people buy. But when I think about it, like I would love to own like certain things. But I'm just like, what am I going to do with them? You know what I mean? Especially like uh, maybe like art pieces and stuff. Like yeah. what the hell would I do with it? Where would I put it? You know what I mean? I mean, besides hanging it up on a wall, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's not much you can do with it. And I think that's where the clothing side, I mean, this is not, the clothing is a trend, right? It's a trend right now. That's what it is. Um, I think a lot of people from our generation and our age group are now wanting to uh, buy clothes from that time frame, you know, stuff that they couldn't have at the time or just stuff that they rem- that rem- reminds them of that time in their life. Yeah, definitely. Um, when I when I think about it, uh, you know, to an extent, I I feel like um, like there's a certain originality that people are looking for, because you know you go to a big box store and you buy maybe a shirt or whatever it may be, and you know anybody else can walk into any of those stores nationwide and purchase you know that same item that you're wearing. But with the vintage, it's like for the most part, you're probably gonna find like a one of one piece. Um, you know, nowadays, right? Like you're not gonna like go and find that same piece that you bought at a yard sale at another yard. So it's probably pretty far, a uh, few and far between that that'll happen. Right. Yeah. There's not gonna, yeah, there's not going to be as many, as many people walking around with the same t-shirt that you have or the same hat or the same jacket or whatever garment. Um, like you said, it's not like you can walk into urban outfitters and, you know, grab a bunch of vintage uh, stuff You can buy at this point. They, they are called like reprints. Okay. So it's just reprints of uh, old T-shirts, but they're not truly vintage. Um, it's just a copy. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that by any means. It's just, um, it is what it is. 
Yeah, and then, and what you mean by that is like the uh, maybe like the screen printed T-shirts that you can get at like Target or mm-hmm. like Walmart or you know wherever you know people get that kind of stuff. But that's what you mean by like a reprint, right? Yeah, a reprint would be something that you could just buy like at you know Walmart, Target, Urban Outfitters. It's like an old, it's washed. It's uh, when I say washed, it's not beat up. I mean it's just <laughs> distressed. If you is is uh, the term that I was looking for, and um, yeah, that's what that means. Like you, a re- that's what a reprint is. Right. 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 But uh, yeah, so that's what that means as far as reprints go. Okay, so uh, so what would you say like when you when you're talking about um, vintage, like how would you describe it? What would you say it is? So vintage is is anything that's really twenty years or older. So an item that might be twenty years or older is considered vintage, and I touched on this in a previous episode for a little bit. So vintage is anything twenty years or older. Um, and then an, an antique would be something that's 100 years or older. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's what vintage really means. And you can apply that to the term vintage can be applicable to various things, much like you said, toys, um, movies, anything that's old. Video games. Video games. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And um, so, like, when let's say, like, you don't know too much about vintage and, you know, you, you come across uh, some shirt at, like, a Goodwill or Savers or... Um, you know, uh, whatever, you know, wherever else you may find some vintage uh, garments. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're looking at this kind of stuff, how would you know that it's truly vintage and, and that it's not, you know, some reprint that you can get at a store? Um, there's uh, there's various methods. Okay. Um, for example, like I'm just going to go down a list of things. Sure. So this day and age, if you go to Target, Walmart, um Urban Outfitters, wherever you're gonna, wherever you're gonna buy this reprinted T-shirt from, that looks vintage. Um, chances are that eight out of ten times there's not gonna be a tag. The tags are now printed on. I don't know if you notice. Oh yeah, they're kind of like you know, just like the design is uh, printed onto the front of the T-shirt, the the tag is now printed onto like the neck of the back of the T-shirt, as mm-hmm. opposed to uh, like I remember growing up, everything I had uh, had a tag. Yeah. And, as a kid, you know, that kind of bothered me. So I would rip the tags off of like most of my clothes. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but yeah, that's what you're referring to, right? Yeah. And okay. yeah, exactly. And it's funny because sometimes like I'll go, you know, um, picking for vintage, whether it's at thrift store or wherever yeah. yard sales, estate sales. Um, sometimes I find stuff and it's missing a tag. Like, oh, okay. like what you said, people, like people would literally rip them off and it irks the hell out of me because, <laughs> um, tags are really important in the vintage world to identify a time frame. Because hangs, um, uh, screen stars, there's all these different brands, Fruit of the Loom, they've been around for decades. Mm-hmm. And as uh, kind of like logos, their tags changed. So you can tell by the tag what time frame that t-shirt was from. Okay. Um, that's one of the easier ways to identify uh, the, um, the time frame for a t-shirt. Like you can look at a t-shirt and it'll be like Fruit of the Loom made in the USA. That's another thing. If you look at T-shirts when you're out thrifting or what or wherever, if you look at that tag and it says made in China, it's more than like or some you know um, other country. Other, yeah. it's it's likely going to be something newer. Made in Vietnam. Made in Vietnam. Made in the Philippines. Maybe Mexico. not the Philippines. Yeah, but like Mexico, Honduras, you know stuff like that. It, it's likely going to be something that's newer. Um, back in the day, like in the nineties. 90s and down we were still making goods here in the states 
Okay. So you could see made in the USA. So that's like a big identifier to be able to ID if the piece is vintage. Okay. That and um, there's also other methods like, uh, for example, some t-shirts will actually, like concert t-shirts, mm-hmm. they'll actually have the tour dates, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. They'll have like the, you know, like, you know, tour 1976 or whatever. Exactly. USA tour or world tour or mm-hmm. whatever. Right. Yeah. So stuff like that will help you identify the T-shirt. And then also this is where it gets really I don't want to use the word because I don't want to get canceled. But like this is where you get really like honed in and you start to really dive into learning about vintage, the materials and the way the stuff was crafted. Okay. so, for example, um, T-shirts this day and age, um, if you look at the seam on on the inside of your uh, what is this right here? Your sleeve? Your sleeve, yeah. Uh, brain fart. Um, it's double stitched. Okay. So they started doing that because, um, you know, you obviously do, you, you don't, that's a single stitch because that's vintage. Yeah, for, if anybody's watching, you know, for you listening, uh, for people listening and for people watching on YouTube, I just look down at my shirt because this is actually, as you can see, it's very vibrant on, uh, on the camera, but this is a, a shirt that G came across when he was thrifting and um, he gifted to me. But uh, it's an Illinois, uh, it's a it's a college T-shirt. It says Illinois on it, and um, it has a p- uh, picture of like a chief on it. I'll move this mic real quick so you guys can see it. Yeah, so that I'll I'll uh, walk them through it. So that's the Illinois uh, Fighting Illy, Illini. Uh, so it's a college university, and uh, that T-shirt's from the probably like the early '90s to mid '90s. And the reason he was looking down at his sleeve is because it's single stitch. Yeah, I was looking down over here, and, and uh, like G said, it is a single-stitch uh, T-shirt here that I'm wearing. So, very nice T-shirt. It was uh, I would say it was kept in very good condition. As you can see, the colors are very nice, and you can still see the image that was printed on it. Um, you know, it, it's not cracked. It's not uh, obscured or anything like that. It, it looks really nice. Yeah, so we're trying to be descriptive of the things that we're talking about, but um, this is probably going to be one of the episodes you should probably try to watch on YouTube. Mm. Because I brought a, I brought some items, but to show, uh, show and tell, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's one of the ways. Single stitch is one of the ways to identify um, what time frame the T-shirt is from as well. Because, like I said, uh, towards the end of the light, late nineties, um, the sewing methods changed. Because uh, I mean, you know, like I said, this is just one se- one one seam. Right. So it's it's prone to, uh, you know, falling apart to unravel a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. Is that why is that? Do you I don't know if you know, but like, is that why they switch to double is just to make it a little bit um, Um, heftier or a little bit more durable? Yeah, I would say so. It's not it's not something that I I can 100 percent confidently say that that's it. That's what it is. But that's what I would assume based off like clothes. Sure. Yeah. And then also the materials like that T-shirt, like if you go buy a. Uh, uh, what do you call it? A uh, graphic tee at Target. Mm-hmm. Is the material gonna feel like that? No, no. They feel. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I've, I've I have bought um I have purchased I should say um different uh you know modern T-shirts that that have a certain designs on the front. Um, I haven't recently, but I mean I I have before, and um you know what I can say is like they feel very um they don't I wouldn't I don't want to use the word cheap, but um they do feel thinner. And at, at you know, at sometimes like if you, you know, I've, I've held these shirts up, you know, just like when I'm folding them or whatever to put them away. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're translucent. Like that's how thin they are. You can yeah. kind of see through, through the, 
through the material, essentially. But with something like this that I'm wearing, you wouldn't be able to see through this. No. No, and I think that's one of the reasons, like, a lot of people are going back to, they they seek out vintage is because of the materials. And those t-shirts tend to fade really nicely, which is part of also um, the allure of vintage where people want stuff distressed. Oh, okay, yeah, they want they want it to to look um to look vintage, if yeah. you will, to look a little bit worn and because uh, more than likely the T-shirt that you're saying is translucent. How often does it lose its color? Um, I probably you probably have to go through it quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, you have to you definitely have to wear it quite a bit and put it through uh, through some some stuff uh, for it to to start to fade away. Not that yeah. not that vintage you don't or not that it doesn't take time to wear out, but um. There's some there's new methods to making clothes where you don't you, you struggle to get that right right to get that look yeah that certain look mm-hmm. so um, back to uh, the way to identify it's just various tactics like that um, made in the USA is probably one of the biggest um, uh, ways to identify like I said stuff started moving abroad to China uh, Mexico Honduras El Salvador ver- various countries where you could afford cheap labor right yeah. And that's one of the reasons, that's another reason why we don't make clothes here anymore. Because, I mean, there are some people that do make clothes here in the States, but they, they can't charge $15, $20 a t-shirt. They have to charge, if you want a made in the USA with some good 50, you know, 50, 50 cotton or in polyester. Um, like if someone were to make this, this is a vintage t-shirt as well, but mm-hmm. it's just, just a blank. Okay. But if you were to try to produce this today here in the States and you wanted to sell it, just as a blank, it's probably a fifty dollars shirt, right? Yeah, no, I've I've, <laughs> no, I've noticed that that um, you know, you go to, to any department store and you can pick up a shirt for like eight dollars, right? But um, I have seen some you know some companies that still make stuff in the USA, um, that um, that the price is, is up there. It's mm-hmm. like it might be forty five dollars, it may be fifty dollars, and that's um, on the low end. Yeah, and that's on the low end. Depending, that might not even be with the design. It's just like a, like you said, it's just a blank, an essential. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see. I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Like when you look at different brands um, that operate here in the states and they have their essentials lines, uh, mm-hmm. so they call them, which would be you know like just a plain t-shirts that you throw on or you yeah. know stuff like that. And a good example would be like uh, the the Yeezy Season brand or the Yeezy brand. Right. He makes all his stuff here in the U.S. Oh, I didn't know that he does. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that that Yeezy stuff. Um, he's currently working with Gap. I don't know about the Gap stuff. Oh, okay. But the stuff that he does on his own and it's just Yeezy brand. Right. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. But like, uh, like, you know, I'll show you because I don't, I don't know, like the people can't tell, but like, this is a t-shirt that has a pocket. Look at that. Look at that seam. Yeah. It's beautiful. It looks great. Like they don't put that kind of thought in, or effort into clothes these days. Right. And this is just a blank t-shirt from like the nineties. Yeah. The, the little, you can definitely tell as you start, like, as I start to even look at you and look at the t-shirt right now, I can definitely see the little details that it's carrying mm-hmm. as opposed to uh, something that, that, uh, that I've purchased before at a store. It's, it's totally different. Um, even the pocket there looks like a nice, you know, uh, it's a nice pocket, a nice <laughs> pocket. It looks, it looks kind of a, you know, like a thicker material that they mm-hmm. use. They use like, you know, they didn't skimp out on that little pocket. They used uh, the same material that they did for the t-shirt and maybe the same uh, weight and everything, right. As far as the, uh, the material goes. Yeah, I would say so. Gotcha. Um, and like, look, I brought this hat right here. So, um, this is probably from like the early 80s okay this is a disney amg agm agm 
no MGM I should say my bad so MGM Dis- Disney MGM Studios um and this hat like I said it's probably from like the early 80s I maybe towards the late 80s but on top of that like right here look what does that say made in made in USA made in the USA yeah um and uh you can also tell this is vintage because Disney doesn't operate with uh with this studio anymore with MGM yeah they don't do anything with MGM they do their own thing right so the, like you know there's certain things from certain time frames that you can like you're like okay I know that's vintage because of this they don't do they don't work with that with that particular company anymore they branched out into their own thing right right yeah like now nine ten ten out of ten times today if you go buy a Disney uh, item first of all Disney's not gonna sell anything outside of their outside of their website or outside of their um, their theme parks right or their, or their Disney stores mm-hmm. you're probably not gonna go to Target and buy a Mickey Mouse t-shirt yeah, no, that w- that I mean, uh, I I think I've seen that happen like uh, at maybe the Target down the street from like Disneyland, maybe. maybe. Yeah, but the reason I say that is because on the inside, it'll have their own tag. Okay. Like, or they'll oh, they'll it'll have their own uh, like barcode and all that, or their own Disney tag. So like you know like this you know this is a tag like this doesn't say it was made by Disney. It just it's a third party whoever made this hat, right? Right, right. Or like this one, it says. Uh, Actually, it was made by a company, but it was made for Disney in particular, and it says so on here. Mm-hmm. Um, but stuff like that, you know, little things like that, the quality, the materials, it's uh, stuff that you can um, that you can pick up on. Right. Gotcha. So I do see the that you brought some things uh, with you. Before we get into those, though, mm-hmm. um, I wanna I wanna ask you how you got into vintage. Oh, how, you know what? What was the reason, or like, what was the your whole allure to like? Go after like the vintage clothing, personally for yourself. Sheer boredom. <laughs> Sheer boredom. Sheer boredom. I was at home and um, I wanted to. I just so there was a t- so, for my like the people that follow me on Instagram or personally know me like they if they did notice or didn't notice I stepped away from social media for like three years, like okay. I didn't do any social media at all. Like I was just not doing it like I was minding my business and you know taking care of myself sure and then um I made a I didn't want to log back into my account because I didn't want to like I didn't care to see what people were doing or whatnot and I didn't want to like interact with anyone either yeah so like around 2020 2021 um I made up a I made up another account and I didn't follow anyone that I know and then um from there I started to see um, vintage like stuff like on the on the uh, discovery. What is it called? Yeah, it's just like the discovery tab at the bottom yeah. where you can kind of, you know, it just kind of explore tab, explore tab. Yeah, it'll just give you a feed of different things. And I just started getting like vintage stuff like people like I would see them like go out and buy vintage or selling it or wearing it. And then I kind of just sparked a um, that's what sparked my, my desire, interest, my yeah. interest. Yeah. And then I ran into some people. From Tucson, uh, shout out to the homies out there, um, Mando's Vault and uh, Overnight Rob, and then um, yeah, I just started following them. They followed me back, and I started. To, I saw them uh, do that uh, that vintage stuff, and then that's what kind of really got me into it. And I was just like, you know, I got free time. I'm gonna go out, fucking fly, fucking fly. Got in the studio, and we can't get it out. <laughs> um, 
and then from there, you know, I just had time. So I started to go and gas was <laughs> gas was still affordable back then. Right. So I could really drive around the whole entire valley. Um, I, I mean, at times I even went up to uh, Prescott, uh, Flagstaff, you know, various parts of the state to to hunt for vintage. Right. To try to track this vintage down because uh, you have to keep moving. Right. When you're looking for this stuff, because people are dropping stuff off every day. Or they're, you know, they're selling it to these uh, stores or they're just like donating to like Goodwills mm-hmm. or like, you know, places like that, wherever you, you know, you can pick this stuff up. And um, I don't know. I don't know if people know, but like this is a whole like business. This is a whole deal like that. People it's don't a know billion about. dollar industry. Yeah, it's a whole world. It's a billion dollar industry. And uh, there's plenty of people out there that are that are going out there and they're hitting up these stores like you're like you would be doing. And they're purchasing the stuff and they're reselling it. Um I don't know. I, I feel like, uh, you know, I've seen this go down. I feel like there's a lot of people out there that try it, but they don't know how much work it is. They don't know how much time <laughs> is spent running around. And, you know, then you have to, like, do your research and look up how much you have to price this stuff for. And then, you know, on top of that, you either have to sell it online and get that going or you have to physically take all of your items to, um, to you know, like a, a thrifting um, event. Yeah, but they call them pop-ups pop-ups you have to take your stuff to a pop-up and you got to take it there and you gotta you know you gotta you know be a salesman and try to get this stuff off and now you have inventory that you're sitting on and you spend all this money on the stuff and it's a whole thing yeah it's a it's a whole thing that really uh takes a lot of time and effort um it's a i would say it's almost kind of i don't want to say it's watered down but there's a lot of competition out there um i guess i didn't touch on this but i do do it to resell like i do sell these these items for for bread you know i've made a i made a nice chunk of change thus far um the stuff that i brought today is stuff that i'm keeping for myself actually I, I, ironically i brought a piece that i just sold today okay um so i'll share that with you guys but yeah it's a very it's a it's a competitive business it's a i did it out of, like i said i did it out of sheer boredom but then i saw how much money could potentially be made but there is a learning curve there's a there's t- there's times that i bought stuff that like you know i had to sit on and and, you know, you have to understand how much you can sell it for. If you're not going to sell it at an event in person, is it really worth buying? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you go to, th- and not only that, like a lot of thrift stores, excuse me, fucker, they've gotten hip to um, to what's going on. Oh, okay. So they, they've gotten hip to like um, kind of understanding what people are doing. And because of that, they're going to start pricing their stuff higher. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so like, and one of the fucking biggest demons out there that's doing this is Goodwill. <laughs> the biggest demons, like they are fucking assholes. Like their their CEO uh, takes home uh, tens of millions of dollars a year on his salary, mm-hmm. but it's off the backs of donations. Okay, and they have the fucking nerve to jack up prices. They've actually they've actually started a whole new website where they've they've uh, started training employees. To pick out vintage stuff, vintage, right? I- yes, vintage wow. items, and uh, they they won't even put it on the floor. Oh wow! And they'll then they'll resell it for more. How are they reselling it? On their own prof- on their own platform. Oh, like a Goodwill website. Or something. Yeah, have you? I, you know, Damien, he told you like sometimes stuff. Doesn't, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sometimes stuff doesn't make it to the floor because like, like it's a coveted item. Right, right. Yeah, I had a I had a family member that. Um, that used to work for Goodwill, but he used to work in the sector where um, it was kind of like a, a warehouse. 
where they would get items in and then they would he would tell me that they would sift through them and they would pick out like the good electronics or like you know the good furniture and all that stuff and then they actually have like a team there taking pictures of these things and putting them up on websites um i think some of the stuff they sell on ebay even yeah they have ebay they and do ebay accounts per like location okay yeah so they have different locations where they'll do ebay accounts but um yeah um he told me that uh that they would sift through the stuff find the good stuff and then um you know price it according to whatever the market's selling at at the mm -hmm. moment and you know like you said they kind of caught on they've gotten hip to like everything that's going down so it kind of sucks for for everybody else yeah it does i mean they they can't keep up with that type of demand so they can't really sit there and like look at everything um very close in detail mm -hmm. but yeah they do that fucking assholes so um like the thrifting reselling community has like beef with them for that reason oh i see yeah so yeah but um yeah and it's it's a like i said it's a very competitive uh space it's a very competitive space like people are like i constantly will like i haven't been thrifting recently mm -hmm. um but um like i would run into like if i see an asshole out there with uh with an all-over print nascar t-shirt they're wearing a trucker hat and they got beat up vans or air force ones and cut off shorts yeah they're likely thrifting and trying to do what i'm doing right and at that point, like if I see their cart full of stuff, I'm probably not going to bother looking like I'll look through really quick, really quickly through the racks. But nine times out of 10, they already cleared out the store. They already found all the gems. Yeah, they already found all the heat. Yeah. Yeah. All the bangers, as they like to call it. All the, ba all the bangers. Yeah. The bangers are like T-shirts that are really coveted and uh, they have certain um, certain prints like the big NASCAR with the all over print. Right. Yeah. So stuff like that. What kind of. um to to the to the whole selling point um like what kind of stuff do you like to to pick up as far as like for personals or for reselling for both we can talk about you know what you like to pick up for reselling mm -hmm. or what you've seen people kind of like and then you know you can talk about stuff that you personally like and stuff that you keep yeah um you know just to kind of get just to kind of get an idea of like you know kind of what what people like or or what's hot or whatever yeah, so I think um, probably like off the top, it's going to be banties. Okay. That's what a lot of people want. That's what a lot of people will pay money for. Um, Sports-related stuff. Uh, so it doesn't really matter on the team. It's just a, you know, of course, there's certain teams that are going to be like more um, sought after. Like the, like an old Chicago Bulls team. Yeah, like an like old that. Chicago Bulls. I don't think I brought any of that stuff, ironically. You had a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I have a lot of it, but I didn't bring any of it down. Okay. Oh, good. But that's something. Uh, that actually, I did bring one. I did. I'm lying. I brought one. Okay. But it's a collab. It's like, it's not a collab. It's, a, I'll show you guys. But yeah, like the sports related stuff, Chicago Bulls, Raiders, Dodgers, Lakers, the Sun stuff is hot. Um, you know, just various teams. Right. Yeah. Various sports teams uh, across uh, the professional sp sports spectrum. Right, right, right. Yeah. NASCAR. Oh, NASCAR. Yeah. yeah I've seen a lot of that. NASCAR and then I think behind like those it's not even behind I think that it's just right up there with the Banty uh, craze is Harley yeah I was about to say Harley Davidson yeah yeah I've seen a, I've seen a lot of uh, like uh, younger people yeah, a lot of the children's a lot of the children's don't own don't own a, a motorcycle or anything like that not interested in that stuff but they got the big Harley T on yeah <laughs> got the big Harley I've seen them with the big car Carhartt oh yes um uh, so uh, Carhartt, um, is that is that like uh, an old brand? How old is that brand? Is can that be considered vintage? Can any of their stuff be considered vintage? The only reason I'm asking is because I see, 
I see, um, you know, younger individuals picking up uh, Carhartt, but they're not buying it from the store or the websites. They're picking it up from, like, you know, a secondhand store. That's a tough one because Carhartt still makes clothes till this day, and that falls under it. It technically can be considered vintage, um, but that falls under the workwear uh, category. Oh, okay. Which is just like its own thing, you know. But it is vintage. It can be vintage. But the thing is, Carhartt till this day makes jackets that look like a jacket from the 90s right? or the 80s. And that's where it gets really intricate. And to understand when it's from is like you look at the zippers or you look at the patch or you look oh, at the tags. Yeah, yeah. And then that's your like you can understand like, okay, like this is, you know, because uh, Carhartt for a long time, a lot of their stuff was made in, in by unions. Oh, like, fa- okay. like like work like factories that were union factories. Gotcha. So like it, w- it would say made in the U.S. proud proudly made in the U.S.A. Union, some union workers. Yeah. Gotcha. Um. So that's like those are ways you can identify um the Carhartt. But yeah, technically, doll does fall under the the vintage spectrum. It's just uh I think I would consider like workwear. Oh, okay. But yeah, that company or that brand has been around. I want to say since like the fifties. Oh shit! Okay, so yeah. it does have a, a bit of history. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's I think it's funny. Like you know, you see these kids and you know they have the the car hard on and you know they want to look like a construction worker. They got the the carpenter <laughs> pants on and the boots, but you know they're they're, they're not doing they anything. Never, like that. They've never lifted a fucking hammer and and you know. <laughs> Hit a, put a nail in a piece of a wood or anything like that. No, they're not lifting over 50 pounds. Hell no. They don't know what a fucking Makita is. Right. <laughs> they don't know. What the, you don't know, they don't know about the Milwaukee tools. They don't know about craftsmen. They don't know. about. They sure as hell don't know about Snap-on. Big D-Wall. Big D-Wall. Yeah, exactly. That's funny. So, yeah. Yeah. But that's another one. That's a really cool one. I, I like Carhartt. Carhartt makes amazing clothes. Um they just make really good clothes like it's made out of canvas like mm-hmm. their jackets are mainly made out of canvas right the workwear stuff at least because it's durable okay it's super durable like you have to really wear that bitch in right yeah, really out there you're really out there laying brick <laughs> for sure <laughs> <laughs> you're laying pipe laying pipe <laughs> we know a thing or two about laying pipe yeah but anyways um so for the people out there that um let's just say they have an interest in this and um and they want to get into it, maybe sell some some pieces or whatever. Um, I'm not going to ask you where you buy your stuff because, you know, you're still doing it to this day. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're not going to expose your honey holes. And uh, I, I mean, no, I'm not going to talk about my honey holes, but I will tell you how to go about it. Like, I don't mind sharing that because it's not a secret. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, you know, t- talk a little bit about that. Let us know a little bit about um, how you can go about selling it and then where you would go to, like, figure out how much to sell your stuff for. Okay, so I mean, if you're gonna, if you're going to first, if you're going to want to jump into this as a side hustle, or if you just want to do it for fun, mm-hmm. um, you would probably go to. You have to go to thrift stores. You have to go to thrift stores, yard sales, uh, state sales. Um, you have to be willing to travel, and you have to really be understanding that you're likely not going to hit. You know, you're you might go to five different thrift stores in one day. You're not going to get anything right. When you say hit, you're not. That means you're just not going to find any heat, anything of value. No. So you just might be going for no. You have to understand that you might be uh, that you might be driving out somewhere and looking for some stuff and you might not find anything. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Like I've I've gone I've gone as far as like uh, Flagstaff and Prescott Mm -hmm. uh, or yeah, Prescott, not Prescott, Prescott. And um, 
I come back empty handed. Yeah. And all, you got, all you got was a nice view, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I, some gas. Yeah. I wasted a lot of gas and, um, and yeah, you don't, you don't hit, you don't get anything, but then there's times where you go out there like one particular time I, you know, I came back with crazy heat. Like I came back with a vintage, um, sun starter jacket that I found at a, at a Salvation Army. And like, they were getting ready to close because I don't know why they were closing this location. Mm-hmm. but they just had this beautiful starter um phoenix suns jacket and that same day i found a pair of brand new vintage and when it's vintage because of the time frame you know they're old but right. they were brand new with tags uh levi's 505 orange tabs oh, wow. okay so there is so uh, we've kind of been talking about more t-shirts and stuff mm-hmm. so there is a, a big market for like jeans and such oh yeah absolutely okay yeah absolutely vintage uh, jeans you know um, it, the vintage jeans, like, like the same way that I described it to identify the time frames, you can look at Levi's jeans and you can see that they're made in the U S they're no longer made in the U S right. They're made in Mexico or some other South American country. Right. Sure. Like I said, where labor is likely cheaper. Um, and, uh, yeah. So then you can tell by the tags, you can tell some stuff that I don't, I don't think they make orange tabs anymore. Okay. So the, the little Levi's tab on the back, you know how it's usually red. Yeah, yeah. For on the orange tabs, they're literally red, and um, the reason people like those is because it's from that time frame. You know, they're vintage and the fit is just perfect. Mm-hmm. The fit, the the machinery they used to use was, I don't know how to describe it. Like it's just something about that time frame where they made good clothes. It was probably it was probably back in the times when. Uh, you know what? Because now these companies now are making, um, they're making clothing that uh, you can't even find like regular clothes anymore. It's like everything you buy is like, oh, uh, this, this these pair, this pair of jeans is like made to stretch. Yeah, bullshit like that. You know, like it's a, it's a weird, right? It's like, you know, people, uh, people back then, you know, they conducted themselves accordingly and they weren't animals and they, uh, you know, uh, there was no need for for the extra stretch in the pants. That. That and um, I think, excuse me, I think um, back then there was no need for companies to try to skimp out on material. Like they Uh, weren't looking to cut cost. Sure. They weren't looking to cut cost on stuff. So they used like good cotton. Right. They used extra cotton. Now it's like you motherfucker. We got a fly problem. We don't have a fly problem in here. There's just one fly flying around and it's being a fucking cunt. Um, Bastard. So yeah, stuff like that, you know, the jeans, uh, and yeah, so there's also jeans where people want like orange tabs or just certain or Levi's in general from, from any time frame. I think, uh, I mean, if you really want to get intricate about it, yeah, the people like certain, some, uh, consumers or some buyers will look at the tag and they'll be like, oh yeah, these are truly vintage. Other people will be like, okay, these are not vintage. They're probably from like the late, uh, eighties or the early two thousands, but the wash on them is beautiful. Okay. Yeah. So like here, I'll show you been worn in they've been worn in people want stuff that's worn in um like look like these are orange tabs okay that, that's what i was gonna ask is uh if you want to show the camera i was gonna ask that is the um is the tab truly orange and it is yeah it's literally orange and then you see this patch right here it doesn't look like a normal levi's patch right you can right. You, you own a pair of levi's yeah yeah so you see that this is uh just different yeah 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 for sure and um on on this particular pair you, you can see the wear. Right. You can, you can see the wear on, you know, all up and down the leg. Yeah. 
you can see where it's kind of like faded up. Mm-hmm. Somebody, uh, somebody wore that in the back of it. It was, uh, the back of the pockets are a little frayed. Yep. A little material coming off of there. And that's what people are looking for. They want that, that look. Yeah, exactly. So people want that and you know, people will pay up for this. Yeah. Like what, what is that going for right there? That pair of jeans? Um, I'd probably sell those for $50, $50, Yeah, maybe more. Yeah. I have to look, I haven't, I haven't sold a pair of, uh, of orange tabs in a, in a while, mm-hmm. but like the pair that I bought that was brand new, um, that I found at a thrift store, I think I paid like $5 and I ended up selling them for like one thirty. Oh shit. You know, a bag. Uh, yeah. A bag. And the thing is it's certain, it's weird. So like here, I'll show you this too. Okay. I, I just sold this t-shirt. Like I literally have it packed, ready to go. Um, I just got to slap, slap a label on it. And, um, this is a nine inch nails t-shirt, single stitch all around. And, um, this, this t-shirt is getting shipped out to Portland. Okay. But I've, I've got, I've caught and I've caught wind uh-huh. to people who buy and they'll ship it out to like Portland in particular. And then they have boxes there where that stuff will get reshipped to Japan. For what? To resell. In Japan? Mm-hmm. So they have it shipped to Portland. Yeah. So I sold this on eBay. Yeah. And somebody bought it. Right. And they have like a P.O. box. Oh, okay. They have a P.O. box. And then they have a, that, that, uh, that P.O. box is a service where they'll just take all your packages and then they'll reship them to you for to uh, Portland. Oh, because a lot of people like or to China, you, you meant? No, no, I mean to Japan, Japan, to not Japan, China, not China. to Japan. Okay, not China ain't buying shit like that. <laughs> okay, so, so there is a service out there where you have you know all of your whatever, um, you know you buy it and it gets shipped to a PO box and then whoever's manning that will then collect all those items that were shipped to your PO box, package them up and then ship them to Japan. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, and where then, does this person live? That's doing this. Probably they live in Japan. Okay, they live in Japan. Yeah. Okay. But so. because because stuff because people like me, there's a lot of people like me who don't want to ship abroad. Right. Because it's expensive. Oh, and, I see. And uh, if if the fucking package gets lost, then you're lost. liable for yeah. it. Yeah. And then you're out a hundred dollars. Right. Yeah. So like this is a nine inch nails T-shirt. Um, And uh, yeah, so this is getting shipped out to to Portland. But Can I see. Show that front again, right there. Or what was it? The back. Yeah, show oh, the back again. The back. That's clean right there. Nine inch nails. This Dissonance. is. And then it, if you flip it upside down, it has more writing. Oh shit! I didn't even notice that. Yeah. So if it's flipped right side up, it you it it says something, and if you flip it upside down, it says uh, something. You know, you can read something else on it. Yeah. That's crazy. It says, uh, what does it say? Uh, it says, so if you flip it upside down, it says, God damn this noise inside my head. Mm-hmm. And if you flip it right side up, it says nine inch nails dissonance performance. Yeah. And this is a, this is a band tee from, I think this one actually has a date. So that's another way you can identify clothes sometimes um, because it'll be licensed. Uh-huh. You, you believe it or not, clothes can't just, you can't just decide to print a, a Mickey Mouse on a t-shirt and sell it. Right. You have to pay a licensing fee to Disney and they actually have to license it to you. And then for every t-shirt that you sell, you have to uh, cut them, you know, yeah, a kick, dollar, kick two dollars. a nickel. You have to kick them a nickel and they didn't even do nothing. They just licensed it to you. 
Yeah, they just own the uh, the rights to that mm -hmm. uh, whatever image. it is you're using. Yeah. So so with uh, this nine inch nails, you know, they had it. Uh, they let someone print these T-shirts for them, but they have to date them and they have to, you know, put the the copyright owner. Yeah, and that and that's crazy because um, uh, that's a nice shirt. Mm -hmm. I I like that shirt, and I haven't seen a shirt uh like that. Like personally, like that's a that's a very unique shirt because I didn't even catch until you told me. I didn't even catch that you can flip it upside know, down, upside down, and it says something, and then you flip it right side up, and it says something else. Yeah, that's unique. That's dope. Yeah, and it's a yeah, it's a dope T-shirt, and uh, you know, there's a. I'm not a fan of Nine Inch Nails, but they they have a big following. But like like I just said, that shit's going to Portland and it's getting reshipped. I they didn't tell me this. I just know this from from my uh, research, from my research and what I've gathered, and um, I sold that for like 120. Oh shit! And they're probably gonna mark it up to two fifty. People buying like people are buying shit like that out there in Japan. Japan got money. <laughs> Japan ja got money. Japanese <laughs> people really love vintage, and they are not cheap when it comes to it. They will spend money on it. One thing, uh, one thing I uh, to to that point. One thing I've noticed is that um some of these um some of these other countries um their uh, their fashion like whatever they're wearing is like. You know, they do whatever they want to do. You know, mm -hmm. they don't follow like a trend like like I would see here in, in the States. It's like their stuff is like sometimes their their uh, their style is like very out there. Yeah. And, they, you know, they just like put pieces together and they don't care about, you know, they don't care about essentially what people would think about them. You know, however, they're, you know, because I've seen some crazy hair. I've seen like, you know, they're wearing that shirt with like some you know, pants with chains on them and like big boots or like they Doc might be Martins. Doc Martens or maybe they might be, you know, maybe they might be wearing that shirt with some Nikes. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. stuff like that. So I've seen that, you know, different countries, like you said, like Japan, they're kind of like all over the place with their fashion and they just kind of, um, they're drawn to whatever they, you know, whatever they want to wear and whatever they want to do. Yeah, I would say so. Um, definitely like there's different trends. Like I said, uh, Vintage is popping right now here, but vintage has been popping for probably like the last seven years, I would say, mm -hmm. like heavily. Um, in the last two years, I would say like it hit its all time high. In the last how many years? Two years. In the last two years, it hit an all time high. Yeah. And it hasn't stopped. Okay. Like the craze by by more and more people wanting vintage clothes is still there. Yeah. Post to five years ago, it was kind of like, oh, you know, you see a few people here and there wearing vintage clothes. So the craze is uh, much higher now than it is than it was, and I think it'll continue to be that way for the next, um, probably for like the next three years. Because um, you know what I noticed, um, Urban Outfitters, mm -hmm. they they started uh, they started um, buying used jeans and reselling them. Oh, is that right? Yeah, on their website, and they just say like you know just pick your size, and we're just gonna send you a random pair of vintage jeans, but you don't know what they are. Oh, shit. So, you know, like once Urban Outfitters starts to tap in into that into that world, I know there's obviously they obviously know there's money in, involved. Right. And because they can probably source it for so cheap, mm -hmm. um, you know, they can afford to do it. Yeah, they're not going to waste their time on something that's not going to make the money. So obviously it's it's a thing. Yeah, absolutely. And they've caught on to that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, but yeah, so let me actually like I did. Uh, we did mention bulls. So all this stuff that I'm going to show you here is more is mostly outside of that other piece that I showed you. This is all like my um, my personal stuff that I'm keeping. I've sourced this out in the world. A couple of them I did buy on eBay <coughs> just because they are they are obscure mm -hmm. items that you really can't find in in the wild, especially not in Arizona. 
for various reasons. Okay, I'm gonna flip. I'll probably flip to this one. That way, you can we can have a, a broader view of what you're showing. Okay, that works. So, like when I said bulls, I this is one bulls piece that I do have. Let's see that right there. Okay, I see the. That's a Bulls piece. It has the Phoenix Suns on there. World Championship. Uh, what was it? 19 what? 83. 19, 1993. World Championship shirt. Suns, uh, Suns and Bulls. Yeah. And like I said, you can tell it's uh, vintage by obviously because of the single stitch and obviously the, the date. Okay. And yeah. the time frame. So you can tell like, cause they'll, like I said, they'll, re they'll do reprints on this shit. Right. It's not vintage. It's just a reprinted shirt. Yeah. But yeah, like, um, uh, this is probably like a 50, $60 t-shirt. Wow. Yeah, uh, I don't remember what I, I bought. I bought these from an from a lady on. I bought like like ten T shirts from a lady on a Craigslist, and she and I asked her. I was like, "Hey, by chance, do you happen to have any like sports related stuff?" Because she sold me like, like I said, eight or nine concert T shirts. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I was like, "Do you have anything else that's older? You know, whatever sports yeah. related, blah blah blah." And she's like, "I have this," and then she's like, "You can just take it." And she just gave it to you. Yeah. Let me see that. Oh yeah, this is uh, this is something to see here. This is nice. Size is large. Have you noticed? Um, just a question for you. Have you noticed like certain um, vintage pieces like tend to be a certain size, or are they just all over the place? What do you mean? Like this is a large. Like for the most part, do you run into like a lot of larges, or do you run into like a lot of smalls or XL larges, or is it harder to find bigger sizes? It's harder to find double XLs. Okay, it's harder to find yeah. double XLs. You'll like that's that's tagged a large, but it's not. It's it doesn't fit like a large. No, people were smaller back then. I would yeah. say <laughs> <laughs> people might have been smaller. Look at this thing. This looks like a medium to me. I wear a, I wear an XL, but um, I can fit into a large and. This just looks like a medium. Yeah, because I think the T-shirt I gave that one that I gave you that I think that's an XL. Yeah, this T-shirt that G uh, that that you gave me that I'm wearing this is an XL, but it fits me like a large. Yeah, I knew I was gonna, that's what I was gonna say. It doesn't fit like an XL. Yeah, no, it it definitely fits. Um, like it fits me, but I can tell on my body that it fits just a little bit tighter, mm -hmm. and it, it would fit me like a like a modern uh, day large would fit me. Okay. Yeah. Let's see what else we got. What, what was that? That was a uh, sports related. Okay. Yes, sports related right here. So basketball. I'm gonna do a couple. I'm gonna do a couple uh, concert tea relate related uh, t-shirts. Okay. Let's see what you got. This is this is one of my personals that I'm keeping. I recently hit a lick uh -huh. on a lot of t-shirts, okay. and um, this is one of the ones that I'm keeping. It's oh, a it's Stevie, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah. 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 I believe this is from 1995, and see, like, this is a 1995 t-shirt, but look. It's not single stitch. Right, it's double stitch. It's double stitch. So it's vintage, but it's not single stitch. So just because it's not single stitch doesn't mean it's not vintage. Right. And this is and this is like an instance where you would have to really know what you're doing, right? Yeah. This exactly like this I can tell you because this tag right here is this is not a modern day tag. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like I, I didn't bring it because it uh it's dirty right now. Uh-huh. But I have a Carlos Santana t shirt as well. From 1998, I believe, and it's a front and back. I, I've worn it on the podcast, actually, um, and it's a vintage piece. Like, you know, it's a T-shirt. Like, that T-shirt right there, if I wanted to get rid of it quick, it's a $40 T-shirt. But if I wanted to sit on it and, you know, sell it to the right person who would appreciate it, mm -hmm. it's uh, probably 80 oh, okay. Yeah. So you could sit on it and maybe find the right person that'll buy it for 80 Yeah, but I'm not selling that. Right, right. These are Percy's. Yeah, the these, personals. Are, these are my personals. Yeah. 
Uh, this is this I, this this is a real good personal. I found this at a yard sale for a dollar. That George Strait. Yeah, George Strait. Yeah, look at and even right here. I mean, you can tell like it has some, it has a few holes in it. Yeah, it has a little distressing. Look at that shit. That's crazy. Yeah, it has a if you if you guys uh, if you guys take a look here, it has all of the cities, um, which I would imagine George Strait um, performed, performed in. Yeah. yeah. All of these cities here on the back, and then it has him on the front, and um, maybe what the name of the tour or the uh, album on the front as well on the bottom. Yeah, holding my own. Yeah, yeah. So then you know, like this tag is a Screen of Stars tag made in the USA, so you can tell this is like a ninety early nineties, mid nineties tag. Yeah, and then you could just look up the tour on on uh, eBay on eBay on um on Google. Mm-hmm. You can kind of identify what from what time frame it is, aside from the obvious stuff like single stitch tag, this that, and the third, right? Yeah. And then as far as pricing, we didn't touch on that. The way I price stuff is I, I look on eBay or I look on various other websites like Grail, um, and I'll 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 find comparables. Yeah. Kind of like when people go online and they look for a car comparable to theirs to see what their car is worth or their house, like a Zillow. Right. 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 Yeah. And then from there, I'll price it. Usually, I try to be f- not, I try to be fair mm-hmm. and um, and not a uh, price gouge and but so like that nine inch nails. Someone else was selling the same T shirt on eBay as I was for. Um, I don't know if you want to see this. Yeah, let me take a look at that too. Um, someone was selling the same T shirt on eBay that I sold for for one twenty. Yeah. I sold it for one twenty shipped. Okay. Someone else was asking. I think one forty shipped. So okay. I undercut them. Yeah. But, you know, I gave someone a better deal. But, um, you know, you just got to you got to play with it. Right. Right. I see the boy came to uh, Phoenix. Yeah. Has Phoenix, Phoenix, Arizona Tucson. on the back has a lot of great cities on here. It even has, like I said, it even has uh, the vintage uh, uh, cigarette <laughs> cigarette holes. <laughs> Some of the money. Somebody might have been smoking in this and burned a little a few holes in the in the front. Yeah, exactly. And then this is one of my favorites. This is a personal that um, I actually didn't find this on locally. I actually bought this from another reseller online. Okay. And we got the big Pepe Aguilar joint. Oh, yeah, the big Pepe joint. Look at that. Big Pepe, uh, Pepe Aguilar joint right there. Pepe Aguilar in concierto. Pepe Aguilar in concierto. He was looking great right there. <laughs> young chap. Young lad. The bottom side, let me see. Uh, uh, Pepe uh, in concierto. Lo mejor de nuestro. And see, this is vintage, but like the tag is already like a like a late '90s tag, right? Right, the AAA. Yeah, it's not single stitch, but you can tell like like if you look at AAA tag now, it doesn't look like this. It's just progressively progressively changed throughout the time. Sure. So that's you know various ways to to try to understand and uh, um, how do I say it? Uh, time a piece. Yeah, and you know what? I'm gonna ask you about something on this particular shirt too. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys can can see here, this tag right here is like cut down the middle. I've seen this before with older T-shirts. Do, is there a reason for people cutting making not, this? No? no, not that I know of. Oh yeah, I don't know why, but I've seen this before where it's like cut in the middle. I don't know why they do that, but I I wasn't sure if there was something behind it or not. Uh, maybe like I know like uh, certain department stores used to do that, you know, but I can't tell you why today. Okay. Um. Oh, so. This is really old, too. This is, uh, here's a Disney piece. Okay. Oh, that one's sick. I, I love how the, like, the designs used to be, like, 
It seems like they've uh, like they've lost creativeness over the years. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And like this is probably from late seventies, early eighties, mm-hmm. um, because like I like I said, there's certain things that certain certain details that you would have that you you pay attention to, and you you kind of gauge like okay, this is old. Like they don't say Walt Disney Productions anymore; they just say Disney. Okay. This says Walt Disney Productions. Right. Right. Um, same thing right here on the back. It says uh, Walt Disney World. Push my man out. But yeah, they push Walt out. <laughs> push Walt out, how dare they? And uh, this, uh, like I said earlier, nowadays Disney doesn't want anything going out of their their printing factory or or wherever. They want all the money. They want all the money. They want all the glory. They want all the recognition. This is a Tropics tag. Uh, this tag is really old as well. I don't think they make T-shirts anymore or blank T-shirts anymore. So this is a Tropics tag, uh, and it says made in the USA. And that was like one of the key factors in identifying the time frame for this piece right also the material like the material feels way different let me see yeah now the material feels uh nice and thick it's a beefy shirt on the sleeve you can see it says mickey mouse it's pretty faded down here where it says mouse has a little hit on the front and then look at the stitching on the bottom because because this is a long sleeve so you can't really use the the short sleeve to tell yeah but it's also single stitch gotcha So like little things like that, and um, I I was gonna sell this, but I just decided because like I could I found a couple on eBay that people are selling them, and then I realized you know there's not gonna be a lot of them. Yeah. But that's a two hundred dollar t shirt. This is a two hundred dollar t shirt. That's a two hundred dollar t shirt. Wow. I never would have thought. Yeah, I remember when I I had it at a at a pop up, uh-huh. and uh, someone was like really trying to like t- they wanted it, mm-hmm. but they couldn't justify like I think I was asking like one twenty. Because in person, it's different. Like, you know, 200 online, 120 in person. Yeah. And um, they were like, I'll give you 50. And then I was like, nah. They're like, I'll no give you 60 then. Like, that's the most I can do. And I was like, nah. Right. I'm like, <laughs> nah. Like, I know what I got. You'll sit on it. I know what I got. I know what I got. <laughs> I know what I got. <laughs> yeah, I'll sit on it. Um, yeah. Here, let me show you some Harleys. These are, these are cool, too. <coughs> okay, let's, let's take a look at some Harleys. These are very popular. I, I didn't show you this one. Oh, okay. We got another sports one. I didn't show you. Like, I haven't even showed you this one because okay. I picked, I did bring up some bull stuff. I, I <laughs> capped. I capped. <laughs> yeah, because uh, some of the stuff, guys, I've, I've seen, uh, G will text me uh, pictures of some of the stuff when he buys it or, uh, you know, when I when I drive over to uh, to see him. Um, I, I've seen some of the stuff, but I haven't seen this shirt right here. No, I just picked this up the other day, like last week. That thing would go. That thing would go for bread. That shit looks crazy. Uh, it's probably like a hundred dollars. Yeah, it's not. Like, it's not a super super expensive T shirt, but it's a hundred dollar T shirt. I know Halo would love this. Nineteen ninety three finals look. Shout out to Halo. Shout out to Halo, my boy. Wow. Yeah, let's take that. a lot going on. Yeah, like I remember, like. Back in the day, they used to have, like, the big, bold letters on the front, the mm-hmm. big imaging, um, the crazy uh, designs and uh, and logos and stuff. And this thing is, look at this thing. This thing is crazy. It's a beautiful T-shirt. It's a beautiful look. And I think a lot of, you know, one of the reasons why, um, why people go after, like, the vintage stuff is because, um, you know, you can throw this with, like, some bread fours. Yeah, you know, some Jordan, you know, some Jordans or some um, older Nikes or whatever. Uh, a lot of the colors were were more. I would say they were a little more. simpler. Um, yeah, 
uh, back in the day. A lot of reds, a lot of blue, you know, royal blues and blacks and stuff. And I mean, this right here, this could go with almost uh, just about anything. Just about anything. And the thing is, like, um, when you go out, you you're wearing your bread fours or whatever Jordans you're wearing. Yeah. No one is gonna be wearing that. No. No, <laughs> yeah. no one's going to be wearing that besides you. And that's one of the reasons why you pay 80, 90, $100 for some of these T-shirts, because no one's going to be wearing these. Right. It's just that's just you pay for that. On top of that, it's a service because I'm, I'm doing a lot of work out here, you know, yeah. fucking finding this stuff. Um, and it's a, time, a lot of time and effort. Another thing, this is, I'm, I'm a, put me on, put me on the main oh, camera. Gotcha, I got, gotcha. I got there some, you go. Talk your shit. I'm going to talk go. my shit. There's a lot of motherfuckers out there that are reselling vintage. You know, tienen vergüenza. What do you mean by that? <laughs> they don't fucking wash the clothes. Oh, okay. They don't wash them. They don't wash them before they sell them. So like they'll ship shit out or they'll sell it at a, at a pop-up and it's not washed. And it stinks. It still has a little, a little, like the smell of old yeah, that old smell, like when you walk into some an old person's house. Yeah, like where it's been sitting in a you know in a box under a bunch of shit for hella years. Yeah, and no tienen vergüenza. No, they'll just they'll just sell it like that, and that irks the fuck out of me because like I take a lot of time to wash it, you know, detergent time, this that and the third. I do that because I want like I want to give you a good service when I'm doing this stuff. Right, just doing things the right way, guys. <laughs> Buy from G. Yeah, don't buy from me right now because I don't have a lot to like. I just literally like I literally sold like a, I sold like a probably like two hundred t shirts in like the last month, but because I just bulked them up and I sold them to another reseller. Because uh, like I said, I wanted to focus on the podcast and I want to focus on other things. I still do it for fun, and you know, I still like I said, I still sell some stuff. Some of the more coveted, high priced items I keep, but the stuff that's like ten, fifteen dollars, twenty dollars, um, I bulk sold. Okay. So I don't like, you know, like I said, any, some of the stuff isn't for sale either way, yeah. unless you just throw out like a crazy number at me. Yeah. Everything's but for sale. <laughs> everything's for sale for the right price. There you go. All right. All right. So let me, I got, I got a few Harleys. How much, how much time do we have? Have we, have we been um, going? We're about to hit an hour. Okay. We're about to hit an hour. So we still got about another 20. I mean, we don't, we found out we got like no time limit on these damn cameras. Yeah. But uh, we don't want to stretch this too far out. So now we're going to jump into one of the more popular uh, coveted uh, pieces of vintage. And here we got some Harley stuff. There you go. Nice Harley T. Looks like a Henley almost uh, with the buttons on the front. Yep. That's nice right there. Single stitch all across. And then they got the back hit. Uh, Black Hills of, uh, what is it, South Dakota? Let me see. Rapid City, yeah. Rapid City. And... Um, the cool, this is, uh, I'm keeping this, like, obviously this is for myself, um, but uh, this is from, let me see if I can find a date on here. I feel like it got washed out. But uh, I, I bought this from a person who had been collecting for for years. He, I mean, not collecting, he was a bike owner, bike rider. Okay, and, yeah, uh, so he's very into Harley. Very into Harley, and I just, uh, I found his, uh, his stuff, and I uh, hit him up, and he's like, come through. This is from 1995. Okay. Has a date on there. But the eagle is beautiful on the front. Yeah, eagle's beautiful. Let me take a look at this myself. Eagle's beautiful on the front there. And then on the back, they have uh, the eagle in, in a different color. And um, uh, I think the funny, I mean, not the funny thing about it, but, you know, it's all one color. It's a blue T-shirt. Mm -hmm. But I think that helps the image stand out, right? Yeah, because uh, normally Harley T-shirts don't have, uh, they're not vibrant colors like that. Okay. They tend to be black, white, 
That one's a little bit more of a rare piece, I guess you could say. Yeah. Maybe. Like I would pro if I were to sell that, I would sell that for a hundred too. Anywhere from like eighty to a hundred. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's just, and then just the front head is so beautiful to me. It's like a beautiful. It's a beautiful piece of a. Uh, of a. Uh, of art. Harley. Of Harley oh, vintage. Yeah. Uh, this is also vintage. Uh, I, I don't remember from what year this is from, but here I'll just show you guys the front because the back is crazy. It's not that it's crazy. It's beautiful. I should say. Yeah, that that looks dope. And then you got the fires, the, 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 the sleeve. fire sleeves. Yeah. Ooh. But here's uh here's where this is this back hits just beautiful. Oh yeah. Freedom, what America stands for. <laughs> what <laughs> the I, big eagle on the back. The shit that I talk about. There you go. Talk I talk shit. a lot of shit because this is a this is a beautiful country and we gotta appreciate it. Yeah. So we got um. So this you know like um, not the imaging but like the style that uh. That the flames and everything are this. Uh, this gives me a. This is very uh, no fear esque. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> Those older brands um, and that you know that vintage shit. This is dope. Got the eagle on the front and the back. Harley. I think the the crazy thing about it is those hits on the sleeves. Mm -hmm. Those nice hits right there. The flames. You can tell that it's um, you know it's been worn down. It's been worn. It's frayed. The black. You know it's uh, it's fading. It's a nice piece right here. Yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. piece. And then here we have another one. I think this was from the eighties. Okay, so like late eighties. Um, this is uh, this isn't very crazy, but I just like the front. Yeah, yeah, the front's nice. Uh, this is the reason I like this one is because it's an obscure. Um, it's an obscure city in Colorado, Grand Junction. Oh, okay, so it's not like a crazy like known place, you know. McDonald Harley Davidson Grand Junction, Colorado. Mm -hmm. Let me see if this one has a year on it. Got the pocket on the front. Yeah, it has a nice pocket on the front. Yeah, nice hit. Um, can't find the year on this one, but uh, yeah, that sometimes they have years, so you can really um, identify. You can identify. Yeah, this is one where uh, this is similar to your shirt, where the. Uh, Stitching on the yeah, inside. that's what I mean. See, you see the stitching. Yeah, they're stitching on the inside of this uh, of this pocket. They really did a good job with this one. Nice design, nice color, low key. I like it. Yeah, it's nice. And then I got uh, I'm gonna I got another band tee. This one um, I haven't found an example like this is Bradford. Okay, it's, a, it's an art gallery. They used to make uh, T-shirts back in the like the nineties. Okay. And uh, they used to do a lot of band stuff or like uh, like pop culture figures. Gotcha. And this is a collective of various artists, but I can't identify them. I don't know who they are exactly. But uh, this is probably like if I were to honestly want to sell this, I wouldn't sell it for less than five hundred. Is that right? Dead ass. <laughs> what? Bradford Gallery, as you can see, plenty of artists there on the back. If anybody's watching this and you can identify any of them, let us know in the comments. Yeah, because uh, some of the other pieces that I found with various artists uh, that they like, they have a Kurt Cobain, mm -hmm. that they did a Kurt Cobain uh, piece. Um, I think it was selling on eBay for like 400. Damn. And like three or 400. And like some of these were comp sell, like see, some of these were already sold. Right. So, yeah, that's the reason because I, I can't find another one like that. Damn, I should have brought that other one. I found this uh 
like Battle of the Bands type T-shirt. Yeah. Uh, like like West Germany, and it had Ozzy Osbourne, Led Zeppelin, like all these like all these bands that got together for a festival from 1984. I should have brought it, but I didn't. So, yeah. And uh, this we still got a few more, but this is another one. Um, <coughs> Olivia. Olivia. Yeah, Olivia. She's a like this is a a vamp no vampirilla. Oh, Vampirilla? Yeah, Vampirilla. Let me see that. So this is a vintage t-shirt as well, obviously. But um, this is, there's this character out there, this like sexy woman that goes by the name of Olivia. I don't know if you know of her. I don't. It's like, a, how do I describe her? It's like that rockabilly stuff. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. like that. And she was just a whole character. And then uh, someone made a, kind of took her image and made a um a comic book and called it vampirilla okay um this is from the mid 90s the reason i brought this piece is because supreme actually relicensed that image and used it for themselves and released a that same this t-shirt is dead ass identical the same image on the front on right here on the cuff on on the sleeve it says uh, uh graffiti and they they printed that as well that no, they put Supreme right there. Oh, they put Supreme right there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so they so they Supreme just um, redid the shirt, essentially yeah. copied it. Okay, so yeah. th- that that should help some people understand that some of these brands are taking a lot of influence and a lot of uh, a lot of the clothes that they're making. They're looking back at old catalogs or, and you know getting inspiration from there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. They got like Dracula going after. Yeah. I would be going after her too. I mean, she's fine. Look at that. She is fine. <laughs> she got that mummy milkers. Yeah. And then um, I don't know if I should jump. So this the stuff that I'm going to show you now is some of the stuff that that I personally love to seek out and find, and it's Formula One. Okay. So some of this is actually I'm gonna hold off because this is this is these are Formula One, but this is um, IndyCar. Okay. So I'll, I'll I'll show you guys this one first, and also like feel this material. Oh, you see how that like some of that is, yeah. is a little thicker. It's, yeah, it's thicker for Th- sure. This material right here, and not only that, but by the tag, I can tell this is material from like the eighties. Okay. Even though this says nineteen ninety one, you know they would print T shirts for from the eighties and then use them in the nineties. You know they would just have back stock, so that's how you can. That's why it says nineteen ninety one. But this T shirt is definitely from the actual T shirt is from like the mid eighties, late eighties. Even though it was printed on, on in in a the early 90s for you know for, this is andretti this yeah. is and mario and michael andretti that cl- that's clean right there let me see that yeah, check it out yeah this one right here let me take a look at the back real quick i'll show you guys the front bam beautiful that thing is beautiful it's still very vibrant a little bit of glitter on some of the uh wording there it really pops stands out yeah and michael andretti uh and um Mario Andretti, they are, you know, they are royalty in the racing, in the racing community. Still has a little bit. Someone ran it over. <laughs> Someone fucking ran it over. A little, a little. Actually, I haven't washed this, but I haven't washed it because I, you know, I, I haven't had the desire to sell it. Right. And I just recently got it. I got that along with this. So the same person that sold me that sold me this. And here we get into the stuff that I love. Formula One. Let's see that one. Ooh, that Caesar's Palace Grand Prix. Yep. Wow. And the back hits crazy, dog. Is it? Yeah, watch. 
Oh, let me see that. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, it's um, it's printed on like that um, that thin material, thinner material. It's I don't know, it's soft. Yeah, it's very soft, and also the um, the uh, the font that they use is that Caesar Palace font, right? Yeah. That mm-hmm. everybody knows and and loves. Yeah, look at that. That is amazing. Caesar Palace Grand Prix. Wow. Grand Prix staff. There you go. I would have been pocketing a few of these if I was a staff. <laughs> For sure. And, you know, that's the crazy thing that it's survived. Right. You know, that it's, it's survived this this long. That That's from the 80s. That's a, that's a Grand Prix t-shirt from the 80s. And, you know, it survived thus far. But there, I can tell you there isn't, I haven't found another one. Right. Yeah, I know. It's very far few in between, especially uh, Formula One related. And um, this one, this is another one. This is more modern. This is technically vintage as well because it's from the year 2000. Okay. Like I said anything 20 years or older is is uh, considered vintage. And as the year pr- progress, you know, stuff from the early 2000s is considered vintage. Right. And uh, this is a, te- a team that's no longer uh, participating in Formula One. They are now defunct. But it's just a beautiful T-shirt. Okay. That's Yeah, that's nice right there. Jordan. The crazy colors, the yellows, the purples, the reds, oranges. Yeah, this is uh, from the United States Grand Prix in 2000. It's actually dated on the bottom. It says... uh, It says 2000, September 24th, 2000. Yeah, it's a beautiful t-shirt. Yeah, that's nice. Let me see that. So you have the front while I look at the back here. It's amazing. It's a beautiful t-shirt. The colors are very vibrant. It's a, you know, front and back hit. Yep. Oh, see, like some of these, you know, you can throw some sneakers on with these. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, that's kind of what I've seen personally is uh, a lot of the, um, a lot of people buy like vintage to like, um, you know, pair it with their sneakers or whatever. Yeah, I, I think vintage has vintage now. and like sneaker kind of uh, sneakers, like um, the sneaker reselling world kind of have um, come together in, in a way, right? They have, and usually like you know we went to, when we went to sneaker con there was a lot of people selling vintage as well you know they just had vintage boots yeah um what i was gonna say about that is that i think vintage uh has kind of the vintage clothing has kind of taken over what streetwear was for a very a really long time okay yeah i know i hear what you're saying you it know? seems bigger right now yes yes yeah i would say so it seems like a bigger thing and um and then just for uh, just for reference, I'll show you guys. I paired this shirt with a pair of sneakers. I'm just wearing some shorts right now, but I would throw on maybe like some black jeans or something. But I'll show you the sneakers that I got on. I got some. Uh, the boy got heat. Off white dunk, lot eights. But as you can see, like I kind of try to pair the um, the color of the uh, the sneaker with some of the colors that are going on in this shirt. And he cut, and it's also a little bit more subtle with the shoes. Like you know, the the the, the laces obviously pop those. Uh, those lime green laces pop, and uh, he has some he has some lime green in his uh, headwear. Yeah, but the actual overall sneaker is a very simple color outside of those uh, those very vibrant laces. Yeah, it has a a hit of a of like maroon on the tongue with the green, and then a very simple like gray and white for the sneaker. And then obviously, you know, I got some of those colors on this T-shirt right here, so I think it paired pretty well. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Yeah, looks so great. Shout out to G. Thank you for supplying this T-shirt. And um, I know you you mentioned that. Um, oh wait, 
Let's, I, let's see what you got. I got I got a few more items and, uh, and then we can wrap it up. But did you want to add something to that? Well, I was going to say something, but I'll wait. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is this is uh, this is one of my more coveted uh, pieces that I that I've uh, come to own recently. Okay. This is a Formula One jacket. Ooh, <laughs> um, uh, when the Formula from when Formula One came to Phoenix, Arizona in 1990, they wow. actually came in 1990 and 1991. This is really hard to find. Uh, Iceberg, remember the guys? If you guys remember the brand Iceberg, they actually sponsored this race. Wow. Iceberg USA Grand Prix Phoenix, Arizona has a crazy back hit on the back. That's so, crazy. Want to check that yeah, out? Yeah. This I would I would assume this is a piece you had to purchase on your own. Yeah, I had to purchase this on my own. Um, like I said, vintage Formula One is something that I personally seek out, and because I can't find it locally, I have to find it on online. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So especially Phoenix related stuff, I when I when I see it, I just I just grab it up if I can. Yep. Um, if you if you flip down the the collar, uh huh, got the great the colors that don't run. Red, white, and <laughs> red, white, and blue. <laughs> red, white, and blue. Them colors that don't run. You heard it. All right, it's an XL made in USA. It's that satin coach jacket, and the the back is beautiful. Like hold it up, you know, like it has the USA flag. Then we got the racing flag, but then when you look in where it says F one, yeah, it actually has the Arizona flag in there. Oh, word. Yeah, let me see. It. I didn't even notice. Oh yeah, look at that. F1 and then the Arizona flag mm -hmm. and with the with those tried and true colors on the bottom too mm -hmm. uh, like, and on the cuffs yeah, and on the cuffs what's up this is a great I love the material and I love like um, you know how they used to make these jackets like they're kind of you know this material is like a little shiny yeah a little glossy a little glossy the buttons these buttons simple you know like mm -hmm. the painted buttons these are this is a fire right here yeah, so that's one of the pieces that I recently acquired too. Maybe not too long ago. It's uh, but yeah, I think one of my favorites. And then we're gonna wrap it up. And something that I've recently started to buy. Um, well, I, I bought because when I was doing pop ups, people would ask me for this. Um, and you can I don't want to say you can milk them, but you can really you can really get people to spend bread when it comes to their kids. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> So for, uh, all, for all the parents out there, we got some kid stuff right here. But I'm keeping all this because uh, maybe I'll have a kid. I don't know. There you go. There you go. We're thinking about the future here, people. Let me just uh, stack this up. Yo, I see that thing right there. I don't even think I've seen it in person, but that shit goes crazy. All right. Oh, man. All right. So I'll start off with some some lighter stuff. Okay, we got the uh, we got bugs. Yeah, and uh, Taz, the Looney Tunes Martian. Squad. Yeah, the Looney Tunes Squad on the front there. Mm -hmm. That's dope. You got him on the skateboard. Wow, I love I love that uh, the hoodie. I love the the uh, the yellow hits on the uh, drawstrings. This shit is crazy. Look at this little thing. I wish this was my size. <laughs> <laughs> it's fire. It's fire. Look at that. The details, the stitching, the hits of. Of uh, yellow and red and black. I actually have some sneakers that would go with this. And it's, uh, you know, just that's very nostalgic from our time, you know, from our childhood. Yeah, yeah, for sure. This so, is crazy. So I've, uh, you know, when I go out in thrift or when I go out to my honey hole, if I see kids stuff and it's vintage, I usually pick it up. Gotcha. These are two small pieces that I recently picked up brand new. Ooh -wee. 
Wow, that Sesame Street and the the um Toy, the Toy Story, Story, the Woody joint. No, but dog, look, look, look. Tiene los shorts. Tiene los shorts. Oh shit! Look, okay, I'm gonna show you guys this real quick. So we got Woody on the front right here, and then we got the homie Buzz on the back. There you go, and then it comes with the shorts. With the little shorts. It's brand new. It's dead stock. That's crazy. With that, with that, uh, with that old school color blocking when they used to split stuff, like you know, one side is green, the other side's purple. Yeah. And then look at this one. Oh man. Ooh, there you go again with exactly what you were talking about. They split yeah. it up and they got the characters on one side and then a blue, a blue hit on the other side. And we got um the squad on the front. Got the squad on the front. And then of course, you know, you got the main man on the back. Elmo. That big Elmo. It says American Classic, established 1969 on the front. Sesame Street, uh, American Classic. Yeah, so I recently found those two pieces. Actually, they give they uh, gifted them to me. Wow. Where I where I uh, one of the places that I frequent. Yeah. Um, there, uh, someone. Uh, I won't say get into details, but they get, they gave them to me. Dope, 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 dope. And then this is another one that I'm not telling, even though I'm not a huge Phoenix Suns fan, but I am a supporter of the city. There we go. We got the little, uh, the little Suns um, hoodie. Yeah, it's a hoodie with the, you know, the center. The middle is uh, purple. And then you got the accents, the, the hood and the sleeves are in, in gray. But it's this is from 1993. Okay. You know, one thing I noticed uh, with like older uh, garments is like they used to use this uh, like heather gray color a lot, mm -hmm. you know? It was a neutral color, you know, I want to say. Yeah. That's clean right there. That little son's joint. Yeah. That little son's joint for the little son one day. It's uh, it's uh, gender neutral. Gender neutral. Okay. <laughs> son, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't want to get canceled just yet. So for the son or daughter or uh, for the individual. Yeah. I don't know. Binary. I don't know what to say. Non-binary. And then this is the... This is a crazy piece. This is uh, this is a technically a costume. It's not a it's not really a piece of clothing. Yes. And this is uh, from 1984. Okay. This is a Ghostbusters kids costume. That shit is crazy. If I was a little kid, I would rock that. I would try to wear it to school. <laughs> Look at that patchwork right there. Yo, you know. It's it's literally like the the jump the jumpsuit and then let me let me hit let me show them the back. Wow, that thing is clean. So we got we got this on the front, but we got the head on the sleeve. Mm -hmm. Pocket on the back with the Ghostbusters running around, and then you got the whole gang on the back right there. And look at it's a whole it's a whole deal. Yeah, it's, it's a jumpsuit. It's a costume, and uh, if I wanted to sell that, how much do you think I could get that so get that out for? I don't know, but it's for me. I oh, man, Columbia. It says Columbia, Columbia Pictures. Yeah, on it's the a license. It's officially licensed. Wow, how much is how much is this going for right here? The only comp that I found, uh -huh. and it's a uh, it's a little bit different. It doesn't have as much detail or as many uh, uh, graphics. Yeah, uh, was selling for two twenty. Wow, and this is uh every all the imagery on it is is still intact, very nice. The patches are on there. It's not doesn't have holes in it. You know what's funny is what's that? This was given to me as well. Oh, for free? Yeah, for the free? Yeah, because I uh, someone someone where I where I 
someone I know that does uh, buying and reselling. Yeah. They don't do vintage clothes, but they bought some stuff. They bought a, let's just say they bought a box of stuff. Okay. And they, and then I was trying to buy the same box, but they, they sniped it from me. Okay. And I wasn't paying attention. And then, um, I was just like, whatever, you know, I was like, fuck, I walked away defeated. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was like, damn, they beat me. But I, I had already kind of built a friendship with this person. And uh, they saw that I was, uh, they knew that I wanted the, with the, the, the lot of stuff because yeah. of that. Okay. Because of that item. Yeah. And then uh, she just came up and she's like, here. She's like, uh, I just, she's like, I didn't want this. I wanted the rest of the stuff. She's like, but I, don't, I knew you wanted this. So she just gave me that. Wow. And I was just like, damn, you know, you just gave me a $200 bill. Wow. So, I mean, in, in, in your experience, mm-hmm. um, is the community nice like that or is it does it just vary? It varies for sure. Um, I think everyone talks to each other and they'll um, they'll be cool with each other. But you have to understand that there's competitive there's a competitive nature because people want to make money off of it as well. Sure. Know? Yeah. So this particular woman, she wasn't into vintage clothing. She was just uh, she was buying it for some other stuff. Yeah. Um, but no, for the most part, I don't think in the vintage community, you find people just giving away stuff. Right. Um, they might cut you a deal, you know, if you're trying to buy something from them or they might want to trade some stuff for your stuff. Um, but no, it's almost kind of it's 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 a little intimidating. Like some of the people that own stores. Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to be a hater. I'm not trying to talk down on them, but. I don't really like dealing with them. Okay. Because some of them are just assholes. They, some, they son presumidos, se creen. Mm-hmm. You know, they think they're the hot shit and, you know, to each their own, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I walk, uh, I walk around with my chest up, you know. For sure. You as know, you should. As, as I should, for sure. Um, but it's just, uh, I wouldn't try to do business with them. There is one shop, um, Old Habits out in Gilbert. Okay. I've done business with them. Like I've gone and sold them bulk. Vintage. Oh, okay, bulk, yeah. Uh, bulk yeah. items. Yeah, like stuff that like <laughs> sometimes what I do is like, I'll keep the best stuff for me yeah. and that I can sell for more on my own. Yeah. And then the stuff that's like $10, $15, I'll just go sell it to them. Right. And then yeah, they'll get rid of a little product. Yeah, you know, they'll give me X amount of dollars for each item and then they'll mark it up for, you know, you know, $20, $25, $30, yeah. you know, et cetera. Nice. But yeah, so that's really a crash course on vintage Another thing that I wanted to touch on, um, like I said, vintage has been the thing. It's been a thing for the last seven, eight years or so. It's really peaked at its height, and then in the in the last uh, two years, and I don't see it really going down. But recently, I started seeing people that I would. I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it to you like this way. Flip the camera back to me. All right, I got you. Um, what there I'm you saying go. is that uh, in fashion, if you pay attention. Um, do you remember when red bottoms were really a big thing and the Balenciagas and then, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it died down, right? Kind yeah. of in the hip hop world or, or in the, in the culture, right? Right. And, uh, but it's in, in the Mexican music regional world, uh-huh. it's, it's just getting like attention. Oh, okay. So it's just now like people are now just wearing Louis Vuittons. People are now wearing Balenciagas, the big obnoxious ugly shoes yeah, yeah, yeah with the spikes all over with them. the spikes all over them yeah. yeah and they think it's hot right they think it's hot and it's the weird. wave late and it's and it's weird because they're not mexicans from mexico they're like mexicans from here that are like borderline no sabo kids 
So it's not like they missed out on on the wave. It's just like they're. I don't know if they just now started getting. First of all, that shit's expensive. I'm not. I'm not spending eight hundred dollars on a pair of shoes. Right. Um, granted, I know you might with some sneakers, right? But me sure. personally, I wouldn't. Um, especially not no fucking Louboutins or Balenciagas or anything like that. Right. But recently, I saw Jimmy Humilde. Uh huh. I won't. <laughs> I won't say anything bad about him just yet. Um, but recently, I saw him wear a an all-over print NASCAR t-shirt. It was vintage, but it looked brand new. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know how, for some reason, people are still, some people are not accepting to not wearing, to wearing used clothes. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah. Whereas some people want vintage clothes, but they want that shit to be brand new. Sure. It's very hard to find brand new vintage clothes. You're not, it's, I found some stuff, but it's very rare. Um, but I think certain communities are going to start to accept it. And because of that, that's why I see vintage continuing to be a thing for the next three years, maybe even five years, just because that wave that they're, they're going to catch on to that wave so late. Right. Right. And that's kind of what you were referring to when you were talking about the sneakers, like the batons and all that stuff is that wave uh, for some, whatever reason kind of came late, but like, this uh, vintage stuff is just going to kind of draw itself out for a while. Yeah, I think it'll draw itself out and eventually other pockets of different communities will start to really seek it out. And for that reason, it'll continue to stay alive. Like I said, the Louis Vuitton stuff, the Balenciagas, the Balenciaga arenas, which I should say, those were really popular like in from like 2000 and like from like 2010 up to like 2015, like 2015, it was already kind of getting washed in my opinion. Um, Yay was a big fucking like catapulter in that, in that regard with the Balenciaga arenas. And then from there, the, you know, came the Louis Vuitton, the red bottoms and the Santa third. Then you had rappers rapping about it. Balenciaga's on my feet. Mm-hmm. And the red bottom. Oh, like the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then I think, I think that kind of wave of like red bottoms and, that type of that that style of sneaker died down around like 2015 16 in the hip hop community after that i don't they moved on to some other shit i don't know what right right um so that's why i say like i compare that because i'm just now seeing some of the mexican artists now starting to really uh go into that world right right and uh you can also see that with fashion in general because when we were starting to consume in America those 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 brands that I mentioned in the in the footwear, mm-hmm. um, motherfuckers in London had been done it, right? They had that was already over with. They moved on. They moved on. You know, kind of like the Chelsea boots. Like the Chelsea boots. Like I have a homie. Uh, his name is Ron, R N J uh, Watch Co. Um, he is like a fashion fashionista, like a fashion icon, and. Um, I remember like when I met him, he was like on some crazy fashion shit and it was so far ahead of its time that I like I remember like like a couple years, like maybe like a year ago. I was like, damn, I remember when I seen you wearing a pair of expensive Chelsea boots. Uh, shout out to SL Poppy on Instagram. Um, I, I remember like, damn, those are fire. Those are fresh. Right. And he was on his shit. Right. You know, years ago and like, you know, maybe like two or three years ago, the 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 the, the uh, Chelsea boots got really mainstream popular. Everybody had the fucking Chelsea boots with the skinny jeans and the oversized T-shirt. Yeah. And the leather jacket and the this. leather jacket and the set and the third and the, you know, and the 
And the chains and bracelets yeah. <laughs> and shit. And uh, yeah, uh, and, like and my homie, like I remember he was doing this shit back in like 2014, like 2013, 2014. Wow. Like he was on that shit. Like, and that's what I mean. Like, you know, there's waves. Like he's very into fashion. So, um, you know, he, he seeks it out. He, he, he studies the fashion from abroad that's popping over there and he implements it here. And it's years ahead of its time. Right. And like, that's what I mean. Like it takes time. So I feel that's what's going to happen with vintage where it's a, uh, it's at its peak right now. It's being consumed um, in various parts of the world and the country, but it still hasn't hit its, uh, its lows. I should say when every, when you start seeing hella people wearing it, that's its lows. Right. Yeah. And this is not to, this is not to bag or, or put anyone down. It's just the truth. It's just the reality. That's just how it happens. It's just the way, ha- it's just the way things happen with trends. Right, right, right. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, uh, that was a hell of a lot of information. <laughs> hopefully, uh, hopefully some of you guys um, can take some of this and uh, implement it, in, you know, into their own uh, thing that they have going on. I know there's, you know, like anything else, you know, there's always going to be a new person dabbling in in the vintage world, right? Every day. Yeah, I would say so. And this is, uh, like I said, I hope you know. One, we're talking about this because it's something that we both find interesting, and we wanted, um, excuse me, recorded podcast around. But it hopefully helps people have an understanding of what it is if they are interested in getting into it, how to go about it. You know, eBay, Grailed, um, Depop. These are some platforms where you can find vintage. Uh, and thrift, sell vintage. And sell vintage. Uh, thrift stores if you really want to do the gritty work. And also, you know, just, uh, you know, that's just the way it goes. Like if you're interested in it, there's nothing wrong with buying reprinted T-shirts and uh, it's a vintage reprinted t-shirt there's nothing wrong with that but some people want the the some people enjoy the allure of owning a piece that's old and uh you know like it just it just it just feels different on your body right it just feels different <laughs> and uh, i would say there's something about the chase right about going out the there thrill. And just, yeah, the, the thrill yeah the thrill of like going out there and finding something you know randomly yeah it's uh the thrill of it is just uh it's um it's uh, it's uh it's like a high Right. Yeah, it's like a it's like a drug. It's a high that you get from going out there and just finding the stuff. Like I told you, maybe like a month ago or so, maybe like a two months ago, I literally was at the right place, right time, and I picked up like two hundred. No, I'm lying. Like a hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty vintage T-shirts. Right. At once. Wow. Like some of the stuff in here, like a couple of them were from there. Okay. Like that one T-shirt that that I said it's like a five hundred dollar T-shirt was yeah. in there. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, it's just I, I mean I hope you guys enjoy it. It's uh, it's one of my uh, it's one of my um hobbies mm-hmm. that I enjoy doing. You know, I like I said I've uh, I've made a side hustle out of it and made some some good money off of it. Um but I also enjoy it for myself. Like, you know, wearing like I at this point in time I don't see myself like I'm so okay wearing used clothes. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so okay wearing a used t-shirt from who knows if this man got shot in it, <laughs> right? Hopefully, he some took estate somewhere, some man died. Yeah, he took the bullet. He took the bullet. You know, took so. the product. There mm-hmm. you go. Yeah. So, do you have any other uh, things that you wanted to bring up about that, or anything you wanted to touch on? Um, I mean, this was all great. Thank you for bringing this in. I'm sitting on a check right here. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then just for the people out there, um, 
you gave a lot of good information, but like, let's say they want to um, look into it a little bit more, like as far as like how much to price things at and uh, just a little bit uh, more of um, around uh, what to look for when you're looking for vintage pieces. Where would you say people can go look for that on their own, like information wise, just on the Internet or YouTube, you know, research uh, just uh, on YouTube, go and, you know, search vintage T-shirts, vintage clothes. Uh, see if there's some videos out there. I can't give you any one in particular. Actually, there's a YouTuber. His name is uh, Paul Cantu. Mm-hmm. He has a big following. Um, you can see he does because he does daily, uh, weekly vlogs where he goes out and hunts for this stuff. So you can kind of mirror what he does. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, so you can you can mirror what he does and get yourself educated on the subject. And uh, yeah, you can go from there. And then, uh, yeah, just YouTube. If you, if you want to do the reading, I guess you could, you know, Google it. But... The reading more so is for more obscure stuff like um, Levi's or Pendleton uh, stuff, like, you know, stuff like that. That's where you would uh, do some reading because it's it's uh, for some reason, people on YouTube don't touch on those as much. And some nerd decided to sit down and write articles about how you can identify jeans and Pendletons and stuff like that. Not that there isn't anything on YouTube. There is, but it's just. It's far less. So YouTube, I would say. And as far as pricing stuff, um, you guys just need to find some time to understand how to maneuver around eBay because eBay makes it easy to where you can look something up and you can see like, okay, I found the same item on eBay and it's selling for this price. So then from there, if you want to resell vintage, you can gauge if it's worth buying the piece or not. Right. So while you're actively out there looking for this um, to pick up some stuff, you can just jump on eBay and kind of see if it's worth picking up or not. Yeah. Gotcha. You can see if and and not only that, you can also go to when you're looking through stuff. If you hit the side column on eBay and scroll down, you can hit the complete and sold and it'll show what's sold as well. Okay, so it'll show items that um, that have already sold and how much they sold for. So that, you know, that way you can kind of have a meter of like how much these things sold for and. Mm -hmm. And, and kind of have a rough estimate as to what you can kind of sell yours for as well. Absolutely. Gotcha. Yeah. So I would do that. And um, yeah, it's um, and then after, you know, if you, if you do jump into it and get into it at, at one point, you not not to give myself uh, a pat on the back or, or uh, you know, pe- uh, you know, put myself on a pedestal. But I'm comfortable now to the point where I don't really have to use uh, a third party platform to gauge if it's worth me picking up. I, I just know now. Right. Good. Okay, cool. Well, um, there you go, guys. There it is. Uh, if you do have any questions, I'm sure G wouldn't mind answering anything that you would might want to ask him. Hit him up on uh, his Instagram. Arizona Trap Money. Arizona Trap Money. And, um, you know, I kind of did the interviewing today just because um, he is a procurer. I am the consumer. When it comes to vintage, he is an expert and he knows a lot around this stuff. So, um, yeah, like, like I said, if you guys have any questions, go ahead and direct them to him. And um, I know you said that you don't really have a lot of stuff to sell right now, but what is your um, Instagram vintage page called? Um, just in case, you know, you have some more stuff in the future that people want to pick up. Yeah. And if you guys just want to look at what I've posted, it's a crosshair threads. Um, so I'll put it in the the show notes. And I'll, if you're watching the video, I'll just type it out. So crosshair threads and uh, my personal page is Arizona Trap Money. If you guys want to direct any questions. Yep. There you go. Crosshair Threads, Arizona Trap Money. You can find me at uh, Lil Josie Lives Big on Instagram and you can find us um, at Concepts and Nonsense. And uh, I think uh, I think that's it. Yeah. So our podcast at Concepts and Nonsense uh, platforms that are, are uploaded to at this point, we have Spotify, Apple. We just started uploading to Google if you do want to use Google. And of course, YouTube, please subscribe on YouTube.
There you go, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, G. Thank you, everybody, for watching. And we'll uh, catch you next time. Brah. See you.